Hello. I'm Natalie. And I'm Paul. Welcome to God Hates Fang's True Blood podcast. This week we'll be discussing Season 4, Episode 9 of True Blood. Let's get out of here. Okay, we've got some listeners' comments to start with. Um, Marie says, uh, great episode, guys. I was thinking, after hearing about Marcus, the undercut rat, (laughs) (laughs) uh, maybe having an informer, because uh, he seems to know about this vamp witch war, etc. It could be Debbie. What? She... what, Debbie could be the informer? Debbie could have told him... Uh, uh, Marie goes on to say, she and him seem very cosy from the get-go, and Debbie knows it all from Alcide, so she could have used it to gain entry and trust in the pack. Mm. She's not happy with Alcide's involvement, so it would seem to add up. I think that's possible. I think yes. it's possible, yeah, that... Because Alcide learnt about it when Suki went to their house... Yep. So Debbie could have told the pack leader about it then. Then. Yeah. But then there must be another informant, I think, because Debbie wouldn't have known that it was all kicking off. Kicking off at midnight. At midnight. So there must be someone else, another insider. Okay, well, if you've got any ideas, then obviously you can contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or you can just email the website. Yep, or we've got oh, God Hates Fangs, uh, what is it? God Hates Fangs at hotmail.co.uk, I think is our. Email address? Yes. <laughs> I should know that by now. <laughs> anyway, on to our recap of the episode. Okay, so it starts off, Alcide is carrying Suki to safety in his manly arms. Uh, when Bill washes by and takes her off his hands. So, yeah, fans have been criticising the show for not explaining how Bill escaped. Hmm. Um, but the second time I watched it, I watched it with he- big headphones on. And if you listen really carefully on headphones... Uh, when the witches are talking in the magic shop in the in the scene that follows the credits, you hear Roy, the beardy witch, say, I, I silvered the side of the bitch and he ran away. <laughs> so that kind of explains it, I suppose. So the, do you think the fact that Sookie's in danger, that gives Bill some extra strength as well? Or are the witches just pussies? I think the witches are just pussies. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know how to deal with silver and vampires. Yes, it's all, it's all new to them, isn't it? Yeah, they could have shown that, though, in the programme, I think. They should have shown that. Just so we didn't argue about it on forums afterwards. <laughs> uh, in Suki's house, Bill struggles to get Suki to drink his blood and suggests to Elsie that he shut the fuck up. And uh, the only thing they can do is pray. Which Elsie is understandably sceptical about. Uh, fans have been asking: Is it unusual for a vampire to be religious or like a Christian or you know? Yeah, we've kind of not really explored that in the show so far, but I think maybe they're leading on to that. Yes. I suppose Bill was a Christian in his human life, so yeah, stands to reason he. Still believe, perhaps? Anyway, luckiest girl in the world, Sookie Stackhouse, wakes up to the sight of both Bill and Elseed moping over her. Uh, but she's only interested in searching for the blonde one. Um, Elseed is pissed that she ignored the fact that he just saved her and wants to keep hanging around. Fangers. Um, and storms off in a sulk. And then Bill slinks off to, after him to hunt for the missing Viking. So why didn't the, why didn't the blood work at first then? I don't know, fans have been complaining about that because it was it was just resolved really quickly, wasn't it? And it kind yeah. of seemed a bit sloppy at the start of the episode. It's, yeah. <laughs> I think it was just, yeah. just for the sake of it so they could have a cliffhanger before the credits. Yeah, it's like a big cliffhanger that she looked like she was about to perish. And then five minutes into the next episode, she's, she's okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bit... Okay. Yeah, it seems like a bit of a cop-out. <laughs> it's a cop-out, isn't it? Uh, and also, it means that she, they need an excuse for Bill's blood to be in Suki, I think. It's, 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 so too easy, it's too easy for characters to get healed, isn't it? Yeah, there's no... It's like, hey, I'm going to get shot, but that matters, I can drink some blood. I'll yeah, we right. need some death. We yeah, need we some do. people to die. <laughs> Not Suki, necessarily, but... 
someone needs to die. There's too, too many main characters now. Anyway, meanwhile, the weekend witches are starting to chicken out after seeing the two red shirts get slaughtered. And Tara starts to change her, her tune all of a sudden and says, maybe Antonio should have listened to King Bill. Yeah, Amnesia Eric um, has evolved into Zombie Eric. Yeah. And is now completely under Antonio's control. Uh, much to Arslick and Roy's delight. It probably makes a change from World of Warcraft for, for that guy. <laughs> a bit of excitement in his life. He, he don't play World of Warcraft, no friends. <laughs> Online friends. Oh yeah, they count. Yeah, Antonio's found an insanely tasteless flyer with a nice cosy picture of Bill and Nan uh, promoting a festival of tolerance in Shreveport and she gleefully announces her intention of causing some major carnage there. Do, do we know, apart from the fact that Shreveport is next to Bon Tomps, is there any particular reason that it's being held in Shreveport? Is, is, uh, just, is that the capital of Vampire City or something? Or no, I think, is it? No, I think in the books it's more New Orleans that's sort of a big vampire place. I don't know, maybe... I think Louisiana in general has probably got a lot of vampires. Hmm. Uh, I suppose if I suppose Shreveport's the closest place to Bon Tomp, and if Bill needs to go somewhere, if it was anywhere further, it would take him too long to get there. Fair enough. If it was like Mexico, it would just take... Yeah, yeah, well, no, it wouldn't. <laughs> like <laughs> exactly. 15 minutes to get to Mexico. Okay, so Antonia, um, she forbids any of the retreating Wiccans to leave. Surely this makes her just as bad as the vampires in Tara's eyes, since she's being kidnapped again. Would you, <laughs> yeah, would you not think... say? Yeah, I reckon so. Tara's thinking, oh, fucking hell, kidnapped again. People are always getting kidnapped in true blood. <laughs> uh, over at Luna's, Sam is still keen on pursuing their relationship despite her hostile werewolf ex-husband, and he gets one step closer to the inside of her panties by suggesting an impromptu camping trip. Go, Sam, go. Yeah, everyone likes camping. And as it happens, it turns out to be a roaring success, with Sam turning into a super-cute bunny for Emma to tickle his belly. That's a bit weird, <laughs> I think. Was, I was thinking think that, that seems a bit weird, yeah. <laughs> what if she touched him inappropriately, exactly. by accident? Exactly, maybe <laughs> Sam wanted... No, no, no. no. <laughs> so, yeah... And uh, Luna is charmed into a tastefully shot tent shag later that night. <laughs> hey, is it going way too good for Sam? It's going moment? way, way too good for Sam. It's definitely going to blow up in his face soon. <laughs> uh, Emma also confirms, as we've been talking about in previous podcasts, uh, that she doesn't yet know if she'll turn out to be a werewolf or a shifter, but she'd rather be a shifter. Yeah, we're with you there. Yeah, I'd rather be a shifter. I'd rather be a shifter, because just, yeah, don't yeah. turn to a T-Rex. Yeah. <laughs> How do they stop her? How old is she, like... Six. Six, seven. How do they stop her telling the other kids at school about all this stuff? <laughs> My mummy turns into a pony. <laughs> Shush, stop lying. Her, bo- her boyfriend turns into a bunny. I rubbed his belly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's going to sound weird if she talks about this stuff at school. Anyway, Debbie is alone in bed and watching the hidden camera show Cheetahs, <laughs> which we didn't know about. We thought, what the hell is she watching? But we yeah, found that- out afterwards it's a show called Cheetahs. Um, which is which is doing nothing to alleviate her paranoia. Yeah. And like we said last week, there's never anything good on TV in True Blood. Well, I, I kind of thought we said there was good. They're kind of good documentaries, animals and... Oh, yeah, yeah, cheating partners, that's not interesting. No, oh, no. Oh, right, cheaters. Sorry. Yeah, no, not the animals. I assumed you meant the animals. <laughs> oh, OK, I was thinking she's watching some sort no, was, of animal documentary. No, no, it was like a hidden camera thing where people Oh, catch... I, didn't, I won't say much notice of what she's watching. <laughs> Cheaters, I get you. <laughs> yeah, uh, anyway, she pretends to be asleep when Elseed comes home and, uh, and gives us an eyeful of his man flesh. Um, but she's giving him a good <laughs> sniff uh, to see where he's been. Um, and what's with the yellow eyes? Because is that something that she can just do at will, or is that something when she's a bit pissed off and a bit angry? And It seems like they do it when they're about to shift as well. 
Yeah, she, she, she likes shiny yellow eyes, doesn't she? We saw more of that last season, didn't we? Yeah. It seemed to me there'd be more yellow eyes last season. Okay, meanwhile, Jessica, she's pouring her heart out to Nen about her teenage girl troubles. But Nen is probably the last person to go uh, go to for a girly chat. Yes. So when are we going to get Nen's backstory? Is that is that something well, we want to see? It's been said that we're going to get Pam's at some point. But we, I want to know more about Nen. She's kind of a mystery because she's not in the books either at all. So we don't know anything about her from the books. So I want to know, how old is she? Where's she come from? So, anyway, sorry, um, sorry. Bill is less than happy to learn that Nen um, is there for a sleepover. Um, especially since it means explaining to her that Antonia has escaped. <laughs> yeah, she didn't seem too happy, did she? <laughs> yeah, and also explain that the witches uh, can make the vampires meet the sun. And, uh, and that Bill changed his mind about executing Eric, who's now a zombie. And they've got to spend the night in chains. Um, Nen, seriously, this is Bill by suggesting that Sophie Ann was a better monarch. <gasps> and he blames her for being too obsessed with the media to care about the real problems they are facing. That was a good little face-off between them. Yeah, both chained down. <laughs> Normally, that would have, fans would have appeared by then and they'd be having it, wouldn't they? Yeah, and I liked the way it kind of felt like a like parents arguing in front, yeah. of, in front of the kids. <laughs> yeah. uh, and Nen refuses Bill's plea to cancel the planned pro-vampire festivities. <sighs> What would Sophie Ann have done in Bill's place? Um, got a load of scratch cards and just ignore the problems. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bought some more jewellery. Um, she'd probably, I reckon she'd have, uh, she'd have just gone in there herself and killed a load of people. And um, there'd have been a load of human deaths and there'd have been a big media storm because she'd killed a load of humans, I reckon. What, what do we think is up with the factions in the authority that Nen uh, mentioned? Is it, does it seem that there's, yeah, there's some struggles going on within the authority? Yeah, maybe? between the pro-human and the less sympathetic vampires. So when are we going to see the authority? I don't, have we spoken about this before? I have think we, we've spoken about this a few have times. Have we spoken about it on the podcast before? About, uh, about who we want to see in the authority? I don't think we have. No, <laughs> who do you want to see in the authority? I can't remember, but no. Because <laughs> I had this idea that it should just be a load of extraculars. Oh, of course. Yeah, it should be Christopher Lee, um, who's the guy in the 70s uh, Dracula film that played Skeletor. Frank oh, Langella. Frank Langella. Yeah, uh, and, it sh- and Grace Jones, she was a good vampire. She could be on the authority. <laughs> and white-haired dude. Spike. No, Spike, <laughs> white-haired dude, Spike. Dracula. Love, um, oh, Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. He's dead. He's dead. They're vampires. It's all <laughs> <laughs> anyway, email us if you've got any ideas about who you'd like to see on the authority. <laughs> yes. Okay, so that morning, Hoyt falls out of bed and is irritated to find Jessica's girly shit cluttering up his bachelor pad. <laughs> he packs up her Twilight book, her Taylor Swift CD, <laughs> and a copy of Good Housekeeping with Nan Flanagan on the cover. And then he packs them in a box marked Monster. Oh, he's been harsh, surely. What's she done to deserve this? <laughs> I think surely most first relationships fail, even if one person doesn't kill a trucker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What, I'm, I'm more concerned that why would a Jessica? Why would Jessica want to read Twilight? Really? That's... Why would anyone want to read Twilight? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Twilight fans. No, we're not. <laughs> but she's a vampire, so surely she'd be reading Twilight, thinking, "Hey, on, it's not like this for us. We don't sparkle and daywalk." <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is totally wrong. Yeah, she wouldn't. Yeah, she wouldn't keep would that she, book. What would she get out of that? She'd be pissed off of it. Maybe like. she fancies Taylor Lautner. Oh, or the other one, 
Pattinson. <laughs> no, don't go there. Anyway, Hoyt. Um, Hoyt is then surprised when Lafayette marches in with baby Mikey and he points a gun at him. Um, Hoyt has to make a run for it, minus his pants. <laughs> Leading us to an episode, a whole episode of Hoyt in his underwear. Great stuff. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Bon Tom's law have been summoned to the Belfour mansion to investigate the baby's kidnapping. Arlene's still blaming Ghost Renee um, when Hoyt calls and solves the mystery. Uh, Andy takes some V to pump him up for action, uh, but he forgets to fetch a pair of tree-sized pants for Hoyt. The, and that's what he went for. Went back for for the pens, but he yeah, forgot them. He forgot the pens. He's too busy veeing. Yeah. So do, did Terry and Hoyt wear the same size pants then? I'm not a man. I don't know about trousers. They look about the same size. I reckon. Think they, they're about yeah, the same height. Yeah, I'd say they're, they're about six two. Thirty four inch. Thirty four inch waist. Is yeah. What did <laughs> well, you say? Sixty two. Six foot two. Oh, six foot two. Sixty two inch waist. No. <laughs> That's Hoyt's mama. <laughs> Uh, anyway, when when they arrive at the house, Andy uses his new super cop skills to break the door down, uh, which is somewhat unwise, seeing as Lafayette Mavis is packing heat. So Andy and Jason are forced to make a hasty retreat. This whole thing, I've got to say, is a great performance from Nelson Ellis yeah, as Lafayette definitely. Mavis. Yeah, it's good. There's a cool interview with him you can read on the HBO site about how he how he carried out this performance. And we found a great picture of, of him with uh, Gordon Ramsay. Him and the bird that plays Mavis together with Gordon Ramsay. What the fuck? <laughs> future, future seasons, maybe. Gordon oh, Ramsay's Gordon a vampire. Gordon Ramsay's a vampire. That's it. He should he be would, a... He would be an awesome <laughs> vampire. He's on the authority, for sure. <laughs> uh, Terry and Arlene show up, and uh, Terry goes all commando and yeah. tries to rush into the house. But he's surprised by his cousin's new super strength. <laughs> yeah, why, why are you so strong? <laughs> Jason knows what's going on, doesn't he? He's looking, he's thinking, oh, Andy's on the V. I bet, I bet when they, they fought as kids, Terry always won. Uh, I bet, yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> I'd pick Terry in a fight of, uh, any day out of those two. Okay, so Jesus, he shows up at Hoyt's to, to save the day, pretty much. Yeah. Um, Jason suggests that Mavis is Lafayette's ghost, uh, gay role, <laughs> uh, <laughs> gay roleplay character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you sometimes call Lafayette Mavis? What? <laughs> uh, Terry offers some SAS tactical advice. Um, uh, but Jesus, he doesn't need that, that shit though. He has magic powers and weapons of nurse charm. Yeah, so he makes he's, he's experienced in, uh, in mentally ill, unstable people. Uh, so he makes Mavis realise that now she's a muscly guy with a nutsack. <laughs> and is in fact long dead. Uh, Mavis realises that Virgil stabbed her to death and buried her and the child in the yard. Aww. Aww. Mavis returns baby Mikey to Arlene and Terry, and Terry's totally understanding about Lafayette's apparent madness, given all the crazy shit that goes on in Bon Tomp. He's like, oh, don't worry about it. Yeah. Happens to us all. Yeah, we all, we all got full shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so later the, the gang unearthed the bones, and Mavis gets to hold a skeleton baby. Oh, weird. Um, and then Jesus casts a spell to let her spirit rest at last. Blowing everyone's minds in yeah, the process. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Um, this storyline seemed like it t- took up too much of the episode. Yeah, there was too much ghost baby stuff going on. Um, but at least everything is resolved, resolved, which frees up Lafayette and Jesus to take on Antonia. So yeah. is this the is this the pre? Yeah. Cast the spirit from the body. I reckon they needed to. Is, is this why they this needed had to happen? They need to have Lafayette incapacitated in some way. Otherwise, they could have just sorted out Antonia three episodes ago but then there wouldn't have been but then that would be it there'd be no finale would there <laughs> okay yeah 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 so do you think so Hayes, the Mexico thing and, and, and that's all yeah that's all that's all build up to what, whatever's going to happen in the finale I reckon 
but he had to know he could do that. Yeah, so will, so will that work though? Well, because he doesn't have Antonio's remains. So will Jesus still be able to perform that same spell? Yeah, but maybe he could have done that anyway. But she wouldn't have been able to move on because they. Yeah. Whereas with Antonia, they just want to pull her out of Mavis and. Yeah, out of Marnie. Um, sorry, out of Marnie. Yeah. And then. And then do something else. Do something else. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out. Which will involve Sookie's glowing hand, I reckon, somehow. Yes, somehow Sookie's glowing hand will and come some into fairies. Play. And some fairies. Yes. <laughs> uh, so is, Anto- is, um, is Arlene's baby then not evil? No. no. So the house fire and the. T- the house fire was Mavis, and the decap- decapitating Barbies was just the baby just being a baby. Yeah. Okay, we'll go with that. Yes. So anyway, Sookie's at home sleeping off her fun-packed night, and predictably, uh, predictably, predictably, <laughs> can't speak. It's all this coughing. Predictably, has had a V-induced sexy dream. Uh, it's like a soft focus, dirty movie as Sookie finds herself wearing slutty underwear and being fought over by Bill and Eric. Uh, Suki uses the opportunity to have a lucid dream experience and she tells Eric and Bill that she loves them both and thinks that it's wrong that people are cool with that idea of a guy being with two girls but not the opposite. Uh, so just, she, so see, she, should, she suggests <laughs> that since she's in love with both of them then they could share her. Is that, is that right, do you think? Do you think that's cool? Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, could, I, I think I could do that. <laughs> No, I can't. No, Suki and one of her, like one of her girlfriends. I, I could do that. <laughs> yeah, not, exactly. not, double not, standards. Not me, Suki and Bill, or me, Suki and Eric. That's just <laughs> too wrong. No, no. Since it's Suki's dream, both vampires are willing to go along with the plan. And since it's Suki's dream, why are they? <laughs> why are they? Why? Okay, why are they arguing? Is that is that all part of her dream that is they it, would be arguing? I don't know. I'm confused about the whole thing, really, because I mean, I don't think they go along with this in real life. So yeah, it's, is, it's, it's, is it weird that she had a dream? How, arguing? how much control is Suki having over the scenario of the dream? Yeah, because Eric wasn't amnesia Eric in the dream, no, was he? No, he wasn't. And um, and and Bill was kind of wearing his season one clothes, and Eric was wearing his kind of old goth ensemble that he used to wear. <laughs> yeah. So is it just kind of Suki's exaggerated fantasy about them in her mind, rather than the reality of what they'd be like? I think you yes. Yes. <laughs> anyway, both of the vampires, um, she gets her undercrackers out and both of them make out with her and bite her. Um, but sadly, she wakes up before before things get a chance to get really dirty, unfortunately. <laughs> so would they go along with it in real life? No. no. I, I think Eric, do you think Eric would? But Bill wouldn't. I think Eric would be like, yeah, I'll have, I'll have a threesome with another man there. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Bill would be like, no fucking way. Uh, do you think, did this remind you of Twin Peaks, this scene? Um, kind of. Kind of, like the music particularly is yeah. remind me of, and the lighting good, good music yeah yeah that dreamy look a lot of people moaned about this scene probably because no one actually shagged each other I think is that, that's the scene that people have been waiting for isn't it from the books no 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 I thought no. there was a threesome in the books no no Alan Ball's kind of been teasing that there was going to be a threesome so oh, the fact okay. that it was like this was maybe a letdown oh right yeah uh, so, uh, back to Malotz. Tommy shows off his new writing skills when he pens a sad goodbye note to Sam at Malotz. So, is he truly sorry for what he did? I, oh, I was kind of feeling for the guy. Yeah. I was thinking maybe he does want to make amends with, with Sam. Okay, so Ratty Werewolf Marcus, he shows up demanding to see Sam. And Tommy knows straight away what he is and gets shirty with him. Although he promises to give Sam his Marcus Motorbikes business card so they can parley. <laughs> Um, uh, later, Alcide arrives at Marcus's motorbike garage on what looks like 
a toy motorcycle. He's way too big for that bike. He should. He needs a gold wing at least <laughs> to look the, to look in proportion. I think it is a rule that that werewolves have to be into motorbikes, isn't it? It appears. It appears <laughs> yeah, that way, you associate it? werewolves with motorbikes. Yes. Yeah, rockers. Do you know, weirdly enough, off topic, but the the, the the motorbike shop looks like the place where I bought my wedding dress. Oh, nice. <laughs> it was, I, went, I went to this dress shop that was in a motorbike shop. It was really weird. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Alcide says he wants to get deeply involved in the pack for his beloved Debbie. Marcus tells Alcide about Sam and Luna and asks Alcide to show up and intimidate Sam later that night. Did, was she watching this and thinking that yeah. the fact that Elsie's agreeing to all this is making him a bit of a douchebag? Yeah, I, 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 this, I think he's a bit of a douchebag anyway. But no, but I thought he was so. at least he, he seemed like a nice guy before, whereas now I think, no, why are you going along with these tossers? It's obviously out, way out of line what they're doing. Or was so, it just a general shifter um, sort of um, antagonism going on? The way maybe Elsie maybe just assumed that he'd just be standing there and just be a bit of muscle, wouldn't have to do anything, nothing to yeah. kick off. Yeah, oh, maybe, yeah. So, uh, so when Sam turns up to the bike of werewolf den, uh, it's actually Tommy skinwalking again, of course. <laughs> has Alcide never met Sam? I kind of thought he'd met him. He didn't recognise him, obviously. He's not met him, I suppose. Has he not been to Malotz? Oh, he's missing out, isn't he, if he's not been to Malotz? He's never visited Sookie at Malotz, Alcide. That's what I thought. Oh, I, I feel like he's been to Malotz. We'll have to rewatch the Blu-rays. Yes, let's do that. Uh, the werewolves come across as total douchebags as they gang up on lone shifter Tommy. Yeah, but Tommy, he isn't intimidated. Um... It really, he should just turn into a fucking big whale and squash a lot of them. Yes. Don't, don't you think? I think so, yes. Um, yeah, uh, they're, they're a bit... Yeah, I'm thinking the werewolves, they're just a bit hard when they're in their pack, aren't they? I think but, it's... Yeah, because I suppose shifters are, are loners, but werewolves hang around in packs yeah, and bully them. Werewolves have to have their friends with them to, yeah. to get a rumble going on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, things look like they're going well. Until Tommy mouths off about his brother shagging Luna's every orifice. <gasps> oh, the werewolves all pile in and beat his ass black and blue until he changes back to Tommy and they realise they've made a mistake. <laughs> so, do you think they know what skinwalkers are or are they just like, what the fuck? I don't do know. You... I mean, Sam didn't know and none of the other shifters knew. It was only Luna that knew, so I'm assuming the werewolves aren't privy to that information. Hmm. Anyway, Elsie grabs Tommy and takes him to safety. That's, that's pretty much Elsie's new job, isn't it? Just, <laughs> just, just to walk on, people just to around. people around all the time. <laughs> is, is he going to take him to Jessica, do you think? And, Je- and Jessica will give him her blood as well. Yeah, that's not a bad plan. He's got, he's got to get blood from somewhere. Um, does Elsie know Jessica? Yes. He, uh, no, he'll probably take him to Bill's mansion knowing who Bill is. Yes. I reckon. Because he'll know there'll be vampires there. So anyway, yeah, Debbie is predictably back on the V. Oh, how long does it take? I think we said two more episodes, so I think we, you know... We underestimated her, didn't we? (laughs) Uh, She shocks the dealer by revealing how she drank straight from a vampire, and then she knocks back a whole vial of the stuff. That is some hard V. She's hardcore. Uh, Rather surprisingly, it turns out that Debbie is using the the high to psych herself up to go and talk things through with Suki. What the fuck? (laughs) Suki's as shocked as we are when Debbie offers to help her find Eric... So what is her motivation here? Um, is she trying to get Suki killed? Or does the fact that Suki read her mind and didn't hear anything bad, does that mean that she's genuinely trying to atone for trying to kill Suki? Or I don't know. Or is she like, just hiding her faults? I don't know. Is it, she like, knows Suki's got that power. Or she's just thinking nice is it, faults. Is it, but no one else has been able to just hide their thoughts. They seem know, to be yeah, But she's on the V as well. Well, that, maybe. That's some adage. And and the werewolves, it's supposed to be more difficult for Suki to read the werewolves' minds as well. Ah. So maybe, okay. oh yeah. Oh, yeah, I think maybe that's the reason. 
Or maybe Debbie thinks that if Sookie's out of trouble, then Elsie will stop sniffing around her and Debbie will have him all to herself. Yeah, but Debbie should just should just kick the paranoia to the curb and just, just know that Elsie's her man, isn't it? Why cause all this trouble? Yeah, no yeah. well, Elsie did promise not to go after Sookie and then immediately run after Sookie. So, <laughs> anyway. Okay, meanwhile. Team Sookie and Debbie infiltrate Moon Goddess. Uh, yeah. Debbie by declaring that she's a werewolf and the pack are willing to side with the witches and Sookie sneaking through a window. Yeah, good job she's skinny. Yeah. Uh, Debbie distracts Antonio while Suki finds zombie Eric hanging out in the bathroom. Tara points a gun at Suki and drops a massive hint that she should read her mind. Then lets her know telepathically how zombie Eric is going to the pro-vampire rally to assassinate King Bill. <gasps> Debbie freaks out and tells Antonio that Suki is there, so Suki rushes Tara and escapes. Um, why can't Antonia cast a spell on Suki, or does her magic only work on vampires? I don't know, you'd think she'd be able to do something, but uh, she's supposed, supposed to be all-powerful. And also, when Debbie tells Antonia that Suki's there, is that part of the plan? Or is that I her... don't know! I, I don't no know one, was. No one knows! Mm. <laughs> is she, I can't work out, is she trying to help Suki, or does she just want to get her killed? I thought she, yeah, it looks like she's trying to get her killed. Yeah, maybe both. Yeah. Anyway, Antonia traps the reluctant Wiccans in the shop and takes her new pet to wreak some havoc, some havoc at the rally. Yes. That's going to be some fun, isn't it? That will be some fun. Okay, Hoyt gives Jason Jessica's box of monster girly shit and refuses to go and hand it over himself. So Jason reluctantly heads for the Compton Mansion. He kindly crosses out Hoyt's harsh words from the box. That's, when... that's very thoughtful. Very, very thoughtful of Jason. Uh, when he gets there, Jessica is coming on to him. And he tries to resist her womanly charms at first, for his buddy Hoyt's sake. Of course. But but that doesn't last long. And he and Jessica end up humping in the back of his truck. <gasps> what will Hoyt do when he finds out? Whoa. Will he disown them? Will he kill himself like his dad did? Do you know, this is this is this is my This is my premonition of what happened. <laughs> premonition. Why do, why do I use that word? <laughs> um I think Hoyt will get really Angry more than we've ever seen Hoyt get angry. Wow, super angry. Super angry Hoyt. He will attack Jason, mm-hmm. and Jason, without knowing it, will turn into Panther Man. <laughs> I still think I still think there is room for Panther Man. Oh my God! Please let that happen. That's what's going to happen. Brilliant, brilliant. Anyway, at the, at the vampire loving rally, uh, Bill's remaining non-zombie sheriffs and his team of ninja guards keep a lookout for trouble. A teenage girl whose sister became a vampire then. Um, Vampire then returns to the family fold, gives a speech. And Bill and Nan pretend they don't hate each other. And Bill, Bill wonders to Nan why there aren't any other vampires there. What is this? Yeah. Uh, are, they, are they too much of a liability? Are most, do you think most vampires are kind of mental Sophie Ann types? Or, or like Pam, where they just come across as really cold, so you couldn't really, yeah. couldn't really trust them? You couldn't feel any empathy for them all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nan does her best impression of a kind-hearted, sweet vampire lady and gives a pious speech while zombie Eric lures the three sheriffs away from the front line, where Antonia casts a spell to put them under her control also. Um, as Bill is starting to li- deliver his, his own speech, Suki bursts through the door shouting, Bill! And he says, Suki! And Nan says, for fuck's sake. For fuck's sake, bloody Suki. Uh, the zombie uh, the zombie famps tear the entrails from Bill, Bill's guards and all hell breaks loose. That's a lot of compensation. He's going to have to pay the families of those guards. <laughs> uh, Suki yells to Bill to run. Um, so what's going to happen next? Any any ideas? Who, who will die? Someone's got to die. I reckon. The, I reckon the. I reckon the black sheriff, the black vampire sheriff. 
Yeah. Because I, th- I think that I've seen photos of the other two. That's a bit spoilery to say, but I think I've seen photos of the other two. Are they wearing red shirts? <laughs> no one had red shirts. No one. So they all live. <laughs> or, or maybe the maybe the, the vampire girl that was given the speech. Or, or maybe the guy from the Vamps Kill website who had the camcorder. He was there. Maybe he can die. Mm. And how's, Ning, how's Nan going to spin doctor this to make the vampires look good? This just look, looks bad from... This looks bad. Not as bad as Russ went and ripping out someone's... Not as bad as that. Sort of spying. Maybe <laughs> maybe they should do what Bill said and just blame the witches. Say, sorry, there's these witches. They're even more evil than we are. Ooh, you should hate them instead. Yeah. Nan should listen to Bill, shouldn't she? Yeah, Nan should listen to Bill always. So, so general discussion. Fans, fans not happy with plot holes in... In this episode, you weren't happy at all. Were I you? wasn't happy. You were angry. I, I didn't watch this episode twice. I didn't. I don't think it deserved it. But I, don't, I don't know. Did you enjoy it more the second time, or was you not not too? It was. I kind of found it funnier. I kind of thought you should just take it with a pinch of salt and just think oh, it was just like an OTT thing, yeah. like with the dream sequence and the ghost stuff, and it was kind of OTT stuff that didn't really move the story along yeah. for me, or really. I don't know. Maybe it's just setting stuff up for the events of the final three episodes. I think it is. Maybe this will be the last light-hearted episode then. Yeah, and everything will just be intense for everything the last three. Everything will be three. dark. Please let that happen. Okay. Um, I believe it's time for some music. Uh, first we have Henri René, who's a German-American orchestral composer, most successful in the 50s, and his song Sleepwalk during Suki's uh, Sexy Dream. Uh, next up, uh, Kevin Welch, a uh, country singer, his song Stray Dog. And that was uh, Marcus and Tommy in Malotz. Uh We also had Terry Snyder, a 50s jazz percussionist, and his song Theme from Picnic, uh, again during Suki's Sexy Dream. Uh, next up, Chris Norton and Frank Mizzin, a reggae duo. Uh, tears welling up, and that is in the bike shop stroke wedding shop. <laughs> And uh, we had uh, oh, Taylor Swift, horrible country pop singer, uh, who Jessica is a fan of, and her song Haunted, when Jason does Jessica in the truck. So they were listening to her CD whilst humping in the truck? Yeah, they actually put the Taylor yeah, Swift album on in the truck. That's funny. Uh, and finally, the Les Savvy Fave, um, New York indie band, I hope I said that right. Uh, I, have no, I have no idea. Um, a song called Let's Get Out of Here, and that was during the credits. And I'd just like to say, um, Nat, what happened to your, your keyboard Fuck jingle. me, I didn't do the jingle. Ah. Oh my God. Next week, people. Next week, the jingle. <laughs> I believe it's now time for our What the Fuck of the Week. Why are Bill and Eric not naked in Sookie's dream? Why not? I demand answers. Come on. It's her I mean, dream. It's her dream, so why is she the one that gets her kit off? Don't get me wrong, I, I, I'm not particularly bothered about seeing Bill or Eric naked, but, but surely if it's her the, dream... For the sake of realism, come on. Well, has Sookie got a big ego that she dreams about herself just getting naked? <laughs> What's this about? <laughs> she wants to show off her abs. Do, do you think she... I, I think she's looked like she's got less meat... On her, on her bones this time, this season. Last season, she had good abs and she looked quite fit. Whereas this season, to me, she looks like a 10-year-old boy. <laughs> I think, yeah, a lot of fans have been saying she looks thinner than she has in previous seasons. Come on, Suki, we want a bit more meat on you. Yeah, eat some pies. God damn it. <laughs> eat some pies. Okay, now it's time for our line of the week. Line of the week. Line of the week. It's our 
And our line of the week is... You ever put your face up against a vampire's cold skin and just sucked it right out of him? Well, I have, so don't be a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> Debbie, Debbie's first entry for the line of the week. Yeah, I think that is. And, and that was a good line. Um, yeah. uh, do you think there's going to be repercussions to the fact that she drank Bill's blood and now she's helping out the vampires? At some point, he's going to meet up with her and kind of be a bit pissed off with her, I think. Do you think? I think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Okay, uh, now it's time for some news. Okay, episode 9 had the highest rating of any True Blood episode. Wow. Yeah, 5.526 million viewers. That's, that's the highest since the season 3 finale. So people saw the season three finale and they didn't start watching season four. Is that what we can take? From yeah, that's that? odd. Yeah, well, how's that work? Is, uh, is, is that truly just people that have watched it on? The, that's people that watched it channel. live on HBO as it was on, and there's, and there's probably like another more than a million people that watch it later on on the, mm. the repeat and who watch it on um, on demand or whatever they have on HBO. HBO Go is that what it's called? I don't know. I don't know. Someone tell us about HBO. We don't understand. Uh, next up, real witches, real inverted commas witches, <laughs> real witches <laughs> are offended by the portrayal of witches on the show. One so-called witch said, "It's unconscionable a witch would act this way." What? Unconscionable? <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, witches don't really go around um, casting spells on vampires and stuff. Oh, thanks. That's good to know. <laughs> what, do, what do real witches do? <laughs> I don't know. Hippie shit. Like <laughs> <laughs> well, smoke a bomb and listen to Grateful Dead. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Me too. And then run around naked, going, we are one with nature. <laughs> okay, Alexander Skarsgård is shooting a new movie called The East. Um, a thriller about an eco-terrorist group. I believe it's a British film as well. Is that, would that be right? Uh, well, it's got a British director whose name I can't remember, but I'm sure it's a British guy. Oh, I don't know. I know. I think it's been shot in America, though. Oh. I'm kind of thinking Virginia, but I'm not sure. I did read where it was being shot. Uh, also, Stephen Moyer is shooting a new movie, and it's called Evidence, and according to Internet Movie Database, uh, it's about uh, a detective hunts down a killer using video footage shot by the victims of a massacre at an abandoned gas station. Sounds fun. It does sound, yeah, sounds bleak. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> anyway, it's time for some spoilers. Okay, episode 10 is called Burning Down the House. Is that after the song by Talking Heads, do you think? That's a cool uh, song. Yeah, that will, that will be on the or credits. The, or the Tom Jones cover version. What do we think? I'm going for <laughs> Talking Heads. Talking Heads, come on. Okay, synopsis for next week. All hell, as all hell breaks loose in Shreveport, Sookie summons her most potent powers yet to save Bill. Uh-huh. In the process, breaking a spell and leading Marnie, Antonia, to reevaluate her mission. Mm. Jason urges Jessica to glamour him for Hoyt's sake. <laughs> Good idea. Every time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Terry drags Andy to Fort Belle Flair to an intervention. Ah. Yeah. Alcide reconsiders his allegiances after Marcus's fight with Tommy. Yeah, too fucking right. Too right. Uh, Jesus, accompanied by Suki, Lafayette and Jason, try to breach the Moon Goddess Emporium's defences to liberate Tara and Holly. Meanwhile, Bill leads a brigade of vampires committed to blowing the place to kingdom come. Wow, that sounds <laughs> like it. a good one. We need some explosions. Does this sound like this is getting near the end of, you know, the, the main story 
sort of three episodes before the end. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? I think that's what the show has suffered from in the past, that they kind of, it, it, it prematurely ejaculates. Yes. <laughs> uh, and a general spoiler, um, there's been some spoilers released about the finale, mm. and they reveal that two characters are going to be resurrected. One bad and one good. Queen so, Sophie Ann. Is that your one bad? That's my one bad and good. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my one bad and... Um, I think I think I know who the good one is. I'm going to say Hoyt. <laughs> you think he's going to die gonna, and then come back? On, yeah. Uh, that's interesting. That's an interesting that's idea. That's it. Sophie Ann and Hoyt. Who are you going for that? Well, I know who the good one is. Uh, one bad, Rene. Rene's ghost. If oh, did... fuck me. What about Russell Edgington? Well, we, we already said that in a spoiler that he's going to be in the start of season five. Is that right? Yeah. The first episode of season five. Maybe we'll see someone digging up the concrete. Uh, maybe we'll see, yeah. Maybe we'll and a see, hand coming out. Maybe we'll see a uh, concrete vision where we see him inside the concrete. And someone unearthing him. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he won't have the burnt face still, will he? He won't be all burnt up. Uh, no, it'll be really dirty. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, th- I think we've come to the end of... End of our path for another week. Yep, we will see you next week. Um, have a safe week and enjoy the next episode. Enjoy episode 10. Good night. Good night.